Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com, that's O-M-I-O.com, and use the code OMEO5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomcastPod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check us out on the web at NomcastPod.com. All right, we've reached the end of the road on the Fear Street trilogy with the final installment, Fear Street Part 3, 1666, dropping on Netflix this past Friday. I've had a great time covering the first two movies with Horror News Network's Scary Larry Dwyer. So, of course, we are having him back on to plunge the knife into this trilogy and do the deep dive on Part 3, 1666. Welcome back, Larry. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to have you here, man. I, I like this. I like the continuing flow of this conversation as much as I actually like the continuing flow of them doing this week after week. So this yeah. is pretty cool. I'm uh, going to be bummed next week when there's not a fucking new one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, this is, yeah, part uh, part four, three million BC, right? Yeah, I know. We about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever number generator, we should just have that. We should have like, you know how they have those like Wu-Tang name generators yes. and all these things online? Yes. We should just spit out like Fear Street year Fear number. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just plot ideas. I would totally play that. Absolutely. We should get that going for the website. <laughs> um, but I do want to start up top, even though we have a lot to talk about, because obviously this is the culmination of something that's been building over these three movies. But I figure we'll start up top breaking down 1666 and then take a break and get into spoilers and ask questions about the success of this, the future of it and everything else and going forward. Um, but I'll start up top with some of the, the new faces or new things about 1666. Uh, we kind of talked about this last week where they shot this trilogy out of order. They, uh, they ended up shooting this one uh, second even though, and they shot 1978 last. So the the correlation there, which we kind of were talking about spitballing, uh, that this one had enough of the 1994 that it made sense probably to put them both back to back and keep those actors in their characters and everything else. So they probably shot it linear-ish, and then you know I did the time jump from there. So. And it makes sense because you have all these people, even in the 1666 variety, played by 1994 counterparts. So that makes sense. But there are a few people who I wanted to kind of highlight here. People who either have not been in any of the films 
or people who kind of like got their step up for this film. Randy Havens, we talked last week, uh, the the science teacher from Stranger Things playing George Fear. So, you know, we talked about that a little bit. Like, is he a red herring? Is he something that's going to be a bigger deal? We'll get into it, but pretty much uh, that was a false flag, I guess, a little bit. Uh, but he plays uh, the father of Sarah Fear in the 1666 version. Uh, Elizabeth Scopel, who actually plays the real Sarah Fear, gets a little bit more limelight in this one. So I wanted to kind of highlight her. Just here. a little though. Yeah. Just yeah. a little. Just a, just a little. And she really doesn't have like much of a career before coming in here. Um, so good on her. At least she gets to pop a little bit in a few scenes. Uh, Michael Chandler, uh, who plays the pastor, Cyrus Miller. Uh, again, not too much, just a little TV and then. Uh, got this one. Um, I think some of the bigger people uh, in here that got kind of bumped up from 1994, Daryl Britt Gibson, who plays Martin, a.k.a. the janitor at the mall. Awesome. Uh, yeah, he uh, he's from Keanu. He's been in Barry. He's been in he was just in Judas and the Black Messiah. So he's starting to starting to come up and, and he does. He does pop. And I, I knew there was going to be some callback with him, given that he gave the card to uh Benjamin Torres is a character, yeah. uh, Josh. Josh. Uh, so, you know, you knew that was going to come back in some way, and I'm glad it did. He was a good addition on this one. And then Rachel Doman, who we'll talk about uh, probably in some uh, some version of it, uh, she is the queen of air and darkness girl. Uh, so we'll talk about, you know, how that kind of that storyline ended um, and where we thought about that. Um, the, one of the big behind the scenes version of uh, the changes here is Kate Treefree. Uh, she co-wrote this one with Lee Janiak and uh, her writing partner from Honeymoon. She is a staff writer for Stranger Things, so that should come as no surprise uh, okay. for people who have kind of gotten the vibe as as these things have gone on. So she is a new addition for that as well. Otherwise, you know, still got the music composed by Marco Beltrami and friends, and then, you know, the same producing staff and everything else. Um, and then, you know, there's a little more shine on some people, like, you know, Gillian Jacobs gets a little bit more, and, and Jordana Spiro gets to play multiple characters again and mm -hmm. this time doing what her third i think uh, so. well third iterate or two iterations of one character and a whole other thing for another so she's doing a lot of work here she's <laughs> so, solid though she's solid she's good yeah i, I thought especially in the 1666 mm -hmm. i thought that was the better of her stuff so yeah. that that was great so because she's making them very distinct Mm -hmm. So at least you could say that about her performance. And before we get into our opinions, of course, I like to update uh, kind of the what the conversation is, what the reviews have been on this and the critical scores. Uh, this movie, I was a little shocked of how much of a of, of a bump it got. Okay. Because uh, very rarely do you see even stuff like this where it's like a built-in trilogy, like say, you know, uh, a Matrix thing or a Lord of the Rings or, uh, you know, the original, you know, Star Wars trilogy, you rarely get the third one get the best results. Mm -hmm. Like even, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings, which uh, got its third film uh, a best picture win. Yep. I still don't think a lot of people think that's the best of the three. Um, I, guess, but I don't know. I guess it's kind of a coin flip a little bit on that one, but a lot of times you don't really hear the third getting the praise. Right. Um, but in this case, this one is a little bit of a bump in certain places 
uh, you know, like the meta score is the highest of the three. And again, not by much. 68 over 67 for part one. The IMDb score is the second best. Uh, the tomato meter is the highest by a, a bigger margin. 93% already certified fresh. Wow. And it just came out over the weekend. So that's pretty strong for them. 82% audience score, which matches part two's high. And 3.6 on letterbox, which is the highest of the three. So basically, you know, if, if you're going across the board between critics and audiences they seem to have taken the ride on this and they seem to be enjoying it and and liking getting all the way to the end and where it pays off so that's an interesting place to start here but overall larry we'll start up top what were your overall opinions about this film first of all i love i do love period pieces um i'm a sucker for the witch one of my favorite movies of all time uh even though i get a lot of shit for it i really like the village i get beaten up oh interesting oh i get beaten up over that all the time i remember seeing that in the dry like wall well, not wallingford uh willimantic uh, area drive-in and being like fuck yeah this is a great movie <laughs> and almost everybody i talked to was like are you fucking stupid <laughs> That's a I'm movie, sorry, but <laughs> that's a movie that I was so invested in yeah. until the end, and then the end clouded me so much. It, Did it you bother ha- you? See, it, sco- it, blew it scorned me, away. me. Yeah, like when she came over that fence, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, <laughs> but ah. like in a good way. Like I was like, "Holy shit, this goddamn Shyamalan guy got me again." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I do, I do like a period piece. So you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get my attention right away. Right. When you when you tell me that you're in uh, 1666 and I think they pulled it off uh, well, not great. There was there were choices made with uh, some of the um, accents that were a little bizarre, but Agreed. Oh, I'm fine. Whatever uh, I, I did. We talked about it last week and I think we were both kind of like not sure how we're going to feel having previous characters playing different characters. Yeah you know next week it worked i thought it worked i, I thought I liked... it worked outside of the accents that you brought up yeah Correct. it was yes. i wasn't yeah. i wasn't alone in those accents right like once in a while i was like huh well, what is that is that cockney like i don't know <laughs> right <laughs> i'm not sure what that was um uh, but i did i think i think it worked i think it was good to see sort of familiar faces playing the different roles it wasn't, I think it made it less, believe it or not, oddly enough, I think it made it less confusing than if they put new people in those roles. I thought about that too. Like, especially I rewatched like uh, some pieces on this, on the second watch just mm-hmm. to see, you know, was it just jarring because I was watching it, you know, coming off the previous material or was it actually jarring? I, yep. I agree with you. I think that it definitely works. Yeah. Uh, for what it was and knowing especially coming off you know if people watch the recaps or if people were just trying to reacclimate, i mm-hmm. think you have to do it this way because the where we where we go with the story later and how dina's connection is to it it's yep. the only way yeah. like if it was just dina i don't know if it would work as well yeah i agree no it had to be more it had to be more because you're seeing through dina so dina's not imagining that's the wrong word, but you know, she's like seeing through 
Sarah Fear's yeah, eyes. Yeah, she's channeling. You so, know. She, so she's, you know, inputting the people she knows into those sort of roles. Right. It's a really interesting. It's a really interesting choice by the writers and directors, whoever made the choice, and it worked better than I thought it was going to. Um, I also was surprised to, um, that this was maybe. I mean, some of, had some of the most disturbing scenes. 1666 sure yeah had a couple i don't want to get i probably save it for uh later i don't want to spoil anything but as far as like gore and just not just gore but actual scene couple scenes that were actually disturbing i was like oh like yeah (laughs) agree and again because we one thing i said we didn't have to uh i didn't say up top as far as things we have to update we have to update the is larry a bad father uh, yes we do have to update that because i'm sure because your kids watch part one and two i i'm sure you didn't go you know what this one's not for you guys are you kidding they started it without me in the room i was like hey 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 (laughs) (laughs) what are you guys doing they were like oh we didn't think you wanted to watch it what i have to watch it (laughs) no choice (laughs) they just cut you out they didn't want the fast forward fingers that you had on point last week which we'll get into i did have to exercise the fast forward fingers oh my Uh, god yes you did yeah (laughs) i did we'll talk about we'll talk later about which uh which scene or scenes got the uh, fast forward but yeah um but yeah i thought like i said i think they did a really good job i i i you know i do enjoy a period piece i think the choice of using some of the same actors worked better than i expected and i was su- surprised at the amount of disturbing footage that we saw uh, yeah. Overall, for 1666, I thought I really thought that they did much better than I thought I was going. I thought this was going to be the lemon, uh, frankly. Yeah. Um, when I saw the preview, even I was just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to watch it, but I'm I'm not sold. But uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought they did a really good job. But I think they also didn't have to oversell it because of the first two Everybody's not gone. only being a success yeah and right and then if you have gone that far you're going to end it right so now let me ask you a question these were supposed to be released theatrically right originally right. yeah now do you think now all right whoever has netflix has netflix yeah. so you've watched one and two you're gonna watch three yes the end of story there's you have your it's whatever it's a fucking given yeah. now you've seen one and two in the theater are you going to pay thirty dollars to bring you and your wife to see part three see i i would hope so i mean because i do i i would right but i'm an idiot well (laughs) again uh you know there have been okay well let's use the matrix again as a you know familiar point yeah part one's amazing part two i go and i go i don't know what that was exactly but you know i gotta see this through because they're like i think again part three was either six months or a year afterwards so i was like all right yeah let's do it Mm -hmm. um so with this one the original intentions when they were going to have out in the theater they were like we can have them month after month after month like one comes out in you know june july and august or whatever and finish off the summer with it i'm actually glad that they did it this way and i think especially because having the way they did the 1666 with the with the other like the characters playing multiple characters Mm -hmm. i think it's easier to take being in this repetitive back to back to back almost tv serialized feeling that you have with it that you can digest it better so i think it worked for for that reason i think but i do think that i would have seen 
these ones in the theater if I was doing it that way. Although I will say I don't know with doing this podcast, obviously I'm going to cover it. I don't know if it was in theaters and that I didn't have to, whether mm-hmm. I would have done it unless somebody was like after part one being like, no, it's just worth it. This. You should come yeah, for yeah, the yeah. next one. Yeah. Gotcha. But it, it's cool, again, because a lot of these things, you just create a conversation around it. Yep. You create a community around it, and you're going to get the people in. So it's kind of cool. Eventizing either cinema or streaming stuff is very smart, and they did a very good job. Yeah, there. agreed. Agreed. So overall, though, as far as this one, because you're kind of, you know, these are a tale of two halves, essentially. The first half is all in 1666, and then we update and go yep. back to, to 1994. And then you're, you know, seeing they know the scoop now. They've gone back and done the homework. They come back and have to translate the knowledge that they have and execute the plan. Do you think uh, you were telling me we were kind of talking about if they didn't, you know, kind of tell the tale of the witch in a certain way that would it color your opinion of the entire trilogy? Like if they didn't stick the landing as well, you know, so did it stick the landing for you? And, and do you think this was still an overall success? hundred percent. I, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I think they, I think, listen, by the time I don't do trailers anymore, um, right. really, because I just find that they give too much away now. And especially if you're Jason Blum, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. don't get me started on that guy. Uh, listen, I respect <laughs> mad respect for everything the guy does, but yeah, but again, yeah, he, he's the perfect example of, you know, let me just show you the whole fucking movie in the trailer. Um, yeah. so I don't, I don't really trailer much. So I didn't, I didn't know how they were going to do this. And I found myself towards what I thought was around the culmination of 1666 being like, are they just going to flash right to 1994 and wrap this up? And then it's like almost as soon as I thought that, boom, yeah, boom, the big yeah. screen fucking 1994. I was like, and dude, yeah. I felt my, like, I felt adrenaline. Like I felt myself get pumped. They did yeah. such a good job with 1666 and showing that whole uh, sort of history of Sarah Fear and Union or Shadyville or Sunnyside, whatever the hell these places are called. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, and 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 they told me so much of the story that I felt that I was ready to join them on the screen in 1994 and help. Like I yeah, was like, yeah. get me in there. What do, you, what do you guys need me to do? Like sure. I was pumped, dude. I was by the time it got there, I was pumped. And I and I think they did. I think they did a great job. They did. They did better. They totally overstepped my expectations. Yeah, the plan definitely makes sense. Yeah, the the plot makes sense. You know, it it's not a letdown. There's not some kind of eye rolling thing here. Uh, you know, this one more than the other two definitely tried to send certain topical messages. Yeah, I think in oh, what yeah. they did. You know, just in terms of toxic masculinity, yep. uh, bring bringing back a lot of the uh, the concerns of the the LGBTQ the lesbian community. Relationships, yep. You know, so you got a lot of things that they're going to do, and obviously even just police community stuff so yep. you know uh, police brutality or 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 the abuse of power type total stuff. abuse so, of power stuff yeah absolutely and i'm okay so, with that as yeah. long as it's done well you it know? Was, yeah and again they didn't go crazy right. about it right and larry i think the biggest thing is they did two 90s like musical things that i enjoyed <laughs> i didn't feel abused and they only had an hour to do it too. Right. They did two. And I don't, I don't know how you feel. I'll save the two. Go ahead. And I'm curious to see where you landed. 
a needle drop that worked, which was the Offsprings coming out and play montage. Yeah. And then the, I don't know if they meant it this way, but it did come out in 1994 when Dina says, mount up. I went Warren G regulators, and that di- that did come out in 1994. Yeah. So I'm giving that half credit at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. regulators. Uh, yeah, I'm not an Offspring fan, uh, but that did that definitely did work. That was a that was a good needle drop there. And yeah. you know, like I said in the first, uh, what was the first one? 19 94. Uh, 94. Sure. Yeah. 94 part yeah. one. Uh, apparently 94. Yeah, it's called 94. That I thought was a little jarring. Yeah, exactly. 94. A. We'll have a diagram yeah, later. <laughs> I think they, uh, I was a little angered in 94. A. I think they went a little too crazy with the soundtrack. Uh, again, I don't know where they got the budget. Like I really, I don't know where, they got the budget for all the songs. It was like That's 20. All Netflix. There was like yeah. 20 like, like very popular grunge era songs used in in uh, the first one. I, I thought it was overkill. This one, there was a, there was a couple and it was fine. It, it was it was fine. Um, it worked. They didn't they didn't even really beat us over the head in 78. I mean, they, they used a lot, no. but I think. 94 was the vast majority of the budget for uh, for music. Definitely. Yeah. But no, the ones in the needle drops in this one were good. And the mount up was funny. Yes. Yeah. There was some there was definitely some good humor in uh 1994 B. <laughs> I think we're just gonna refer to them as A and B <laughs> Sure, yeah. Um I think they they you know, humor, it's you need humor in horror movies. If yes. if you you do, you need some sort of levity, um, you know, or else you end up being like nightmares in a deranged mind, which is just a it's a it's it's just a gross movie and there's nothing funny or enjoyable about it. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Go look, look, look that one up. Have a good time. Um, sure. <laughs> but you need that. You need that 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 funniness. And I think they used it really well in uh, 94B. They still managed to keep. I mean, you know, and you kind of had to coming out of 1666 because that was there was a lot of uh, brutal brutality and a lot of um, despair and they, they came out of it well and used some comedy in 94 B and, but it wasn't overbearing. They, they just did a, they did a hell of a job, man. I'm like, I, it sounds silly to say that I'm really proud of them, but I kind of am. I'm really, I'm really proud of them. They did a, they did a really good job with this. Here's my question. Cause we kind of talked about it after watching part two. I think we both kind of liked the characters in that one a little bit more. And and one of the questions I asked you was, is it maybe a a tough step for us at least to go from 94 where we were like, I'm into these characters, but I don't love them. And then part two, I'm like, I like them a lot, but I'm never going to see them again, really. (laughs) And then go back to, you know, kind of taking the 94 characters mixed with a few of the 78 characters throw them back in time and then flash forward with the 94 characters who again we were kind of like iffy on some of them the uh, 90 the 94 b characters though that were left were the ones that we enjoyed you know what i mean we enjoyed josh i well i did anyway i thought well josh yes but i remember you having a sam issue which again she gets sidelined for good reason here yeah and she's uh, not really in 94 dina i didn't remember how you felt about her on the i was impressed with dina because if uh, unless i'm incorrect she doesn't have much of a a history in acting right she correct yeah yeah, i was i was yeah i was I was impressed with her 
more in 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 this in ninety four B than I was uh, in ninety four. In ninety four, well, I thought she, she has was a to little... carry. She has to carry sixteen sixty six. Yes. So yeah, I, and, and I was gonna really impressed with her in sixteen sixty six. I meant to say that. Yeah, I was so, I, like as this movie as, as a whole, I was a lot. I was really impressed with her. I think the ninety four B characters um, were the ones that I enjoyed from ninety four A. So I'm I'm good. I was good with them. I was good. Yeah, I think who you end with is A, necessary, and B, mm-hmm. probably the most fun you're going to get out of it. Yeah. With all that. It, and it, then you add was, in uh, the Martin. Uh, Martin, was that his name? Uh, right. You add him yeah. in, and, you know, he's he's providing a lot of your comedy, and the, the guy's good. He's good. He's funny. Yeah. Good guy. Um, And, again, before we, we drop out of here and get into spoiler territory, where do you sit now we're looking at the three? Are you still more part two fan over all like in terms of the the three or do you think the the scores are kind of leaning in the favor that you think it should be? Yeah, I think I'm in part three uh, overall. If I had to rank, wow. my, I think I'm three, two, one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and two, not, you know, that's no slight on on one. I think we, we both kind of were like, mm, you know, good. I'm sold. I'm in it. I'm in. I'm here. Right. Um, yes. but two was like, wow, two was a, two was definitely a step up. You listen, yeah. anytime you throw a seventies or early eighties camp story at me, I'm fucking sold. Yeah. Catnip. yeah right. right. <laughs> Look, I'm wearing a Friday the 13th part two shirt right now. I'm sold. Like I'm there. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so it had that going for it from the get go. Uh, and it had good performances, uh, all around, but this one, I, yeah, I think this one for me anyway, uh, takes the cake. I, I really do. All right, that's a good place to stop. I'm I'm not fully there. I'm I'm more. I was more into part two, but part three I think is growing on me more and more. I think it's still ahead of part one by a big stretch. So I agree. I still think they they landed it. I have a few things that once we get into spoiler territory, I'll kind of dig up a little and see where your brain lands. But like I said, overall. The, the everything is coherent it works it's fun in spots it's it's scary in spots it's it's you know it's got all the type of things that you would want especially whether you're just someone who's been following this story or whether you're this kind of a horror fan and you locked in maybe from the beginning because you're like a scream or that era fan and just followed it through i think it pays off yep. so good on them that's uh you know an excellent excellent accomplishment that like lee janiac especially for someone who went from one feature that went into tv and then developed something like this co-wrote and directed all of them wow yeah wow and i whatever her future is whether it's to make another one of these type things or whether it's to go into her own thing i'm in Uh, I'm very much in. So congratulations to them. Uh, We'll take a quick break and then we'll get back and we'll do spoiler territory and where we think things are going to go going forward. Hey, I'm Shamar. And I'm Andrew. We're going to be doing a deep dive on all the connected DC animated movies and their cinematic universe. Yes, I'm here to discuss the interconnected storylines and point out how jacked everybody is. And I'm here to share deep comic book knowledge like Batman having his own sneaker line. So check out yet another DC animated podcast. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family and coming soon wherever you listen to your podcast. Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. 
And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. All right, Larry, before we get all spoilery, one thing that we kind of teased in the beginning there that I desperately need to know. So set it up for everybody. What happened with watching this movie? You've been watching the last few with your, your kids right in the room, the fast forward buttons at, you know, at the ready. What was what was the big issues with this one for for you personally? Listen, I didn't I I didn't figure in 1666 I would need the fast forward button really. It's true. Um, you know, cuz it's it's really those darn teenagers today that you have to fast forward <laughs> through. Um, but sure enough, uh, I was wrong and uh there comes a scene when um you know, again, the kids are sitting next to me. Was were they both sitting next to me? No, Jalen was next to me, and Owen was on the other couch. And uh, you know, the kids steal some magic berries from the widow. Is that what they stole? Magic? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, which I was very, I was very much questioning what those yeah. type of berries do that because mostly for recreational use for myself. But like, sure. I still wanted to know where can this. I find said berries? Right. <laughs> Are they cursed berries? What are we doing? Right. Right. They look like a lot of fun, I got to say. Um, so they steal the berries and they have a little uh, party in the woods. And um, like, what, I don't even know what their names are. Uh, what, what what their names are. So, well, Sarah Freer, obviously, but I don't know what. Uh, what yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have it name up. Is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what her name was. Anyway, they they sneak off and uh, and, you know, start a little little kissing uh which i'm okay with uh that's that's fine and the kids can can see can see that but then things got hot and heavy pretty quick and uh and sarah freer really uh like almost like a a roadhead situation took the back (laughs) of her head and just kind of moved it downtown and i was just like holy fast forward like my (laughs) thumb i think i actually pulled a ligament in my thumb uh <laughs> pressing the fast forward button i was like holy shit i gotta get out of here yeah. i gotta get out of here yeah uh, i definitely was thinking to you when that happened i was like oh my god this is intense yeah like, i didn't like i said i didn't expect that to have to to, to happen in 1666 at all uh but it got pretty it got pretty i frankly i gotta go back and watch it just to make sure that they filmed it well i just want to see you know, make sure that they did a good job filming that scene. I got to go back <laughs> and watch it by myself. Well, I did also think about you with the, uh, there was the guy popping a chub right beforehand too. <laughs> yeah, so like, I and showing the bulge and everything yeah, too. Is the, what did they call that in cabin, uh, cabin of the woods? The hus- husband's bulge. They <laughs> yeah. called uh they called a boner, a husband's bulge, right. which I, I still to this day find fucking hysterical. So yeah. every time I see, anytime I see somebody with a boner in a movie, I'm like, he's got a husband's bulge. <laughs> um, but, uh, but which of course was from the diary from the family from like the 1600s. So that made perfect sense. Right. Exactly. In cabin yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but unfortunately I was not quick enough to fast forward through the husband's bulge portion. Right. So the, the kids got, uh, the kids got a peek at that, but there's nothing I can do. Yeah. But it I put you on high alert for what it was to did come. Put me, That's good. It, 
<laughs> it did get me ready and i i did ha- have the remote control uh in my hand from there on right and and held it for the rest of the movie as well uh i did hold myself ready at any because if they can do that in 1666 they can do it at any fucking point yeah so i was just like i'm gonna remain ready i'm gonna be steadfast and hold on to this goddamn remote control was so, any of the gore too much at all i know your kids now, are more well prepared yeah i usually um i i they're fine they're fine with it um Jalen was a little upset about the pigs uh, just because they're pigs. She can, she can watch anybody get, you know, stabbed in the eye, but you know, she's like, it's, it's eating. It's baby pigs. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what the fucker's doing. Like, yeah. After them being so adorable the whole (sighs) time, like showing you all that stuff right from the get go. And here we are. I'm kind of right with her on that. I think I was more, upset about that than i was even about the eyeless kids in the church i think i was more upset about the pigs yeah fucking poor pigs man (laughs) they didn't even get a chance yeah no chance at life nothing for sure but at least mom mom eats you what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) but you know bacon at the end will solve a lot of problems so it it was a whole different type of eating than was going on uh (laughs) at the other fast forward part (laughs) Oh God, that's terrible. But yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect way to end that part. <laughs> all right, let's get spoilery. Let's get into all the deep dives, all the lingering questions, all the the things that you know I want to know from from Larry's perspective. Because in my head, I have a few things that kind of jumble around. It seems like. You are a little ahead of me on terms of your your likeness of this movie, so I'm interested about the things that kind of nitpicky things, very nitpicky things for me uh, that I wonder where you stand on them as a whole. Um, first up, I wanted to, you know, the villains of these things always make, you know, a, a big deal of these. I mean, we, we enjoyed the, the, the kind of the henchman version of the villain stuff, mm-hmm. but now we're seeing the real orchestration and who the ultimate big bad is. And obviously that comes in the form of Nick Good, Sheriff Nick Good, um, who, you know, it's so funny. I I guess maybe I'm just, we always have this moment where it's like, am I just stupid? Was I not following this very well kind of moments? We've had these a couple of weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, So he's the county sheriff. So he's not Shadyside police nor Sunnyvale police. Fucking what? Is, really? <laughs> yeah, he is he is Union County Sheriff because they say it at the news report at the end. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't pick I up didn't on that. Know. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that was a county thing. Yeah, I so thought he was I, I thought he lived in together. Sunnyside but was a Shadyville cop. That's what I thought, or something. Chief of Shadyville police. What, yeah, you know, I know. We've we even said that, I think, on these last ones, and I'm like, nope, apparently that's not right. <laughs> well, whatever. Okay. So yeah. So uh, he is the the big problem here. Generation, <laughs> generationally, yeah, he's the. I've big been problem. called the big problem before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're wrestling. Name that you should have. <laughs> From <laughs> parts the unknown, problem. the big problem. <laughs> oh god! So, so obviously, 1666, yep. you know, explains the 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 power <clears throat> that that they derive. They they you know have this satanic curse uh you know or whatever that they put upon the land in order that they can rise to power mm-hmm. um and sacrifice people over the years to increase this power and you know 
basically be a slave to this, you know, <laughs> yeah. satanic See, exchange that they I did. do have a little issue, and I don't know if that's where you're going, but I do have a little little issue with that and with him being that, with him descending from that. And I'll I'll just oh, see, I didn't have any problem with the dissension. I, so well, to I speak, do because but, like you know okay. if you're you're if you're deal and this is you know these these are the things that go through my head when I'm laying down in bed thinking about it and I'm like so this guy's family and him have been killing people for centuries <laughs> literal centuries and all this guy's gotten out of it is to be like a fucking cop like that's his oh that's that his power? I did have I was like that's all you got you get to be I'm a like, county you're not sheriff the president of the United States you're not like uh you know some fucking ambassador you're a you're, yeah. you're like like Damien Thorne from the Omen like you know became like <laughs> a fucking he owned like the hugest company in the world and was like you know an ambassador to another country like you're a cop like that's right <laughs> you're yeah. killing countless people to to be a cop like you can do yeah. that you don't need, you don't need to kill anybody you can yeah, just your brother's more powerful than yeah, you, you and just, he didn't have to do anything it's a I test think, dude so. it's a, it's not even a very hard test really yeah. like you know just you don't need to kill anyone to do this so that was yeah. a, I, if you want to call it a problem i thought that was a little uh, you would think that somebody you know who's that you know he's got to deal with the devil and he's fucking sacrificing people to lucifer uh, you yeah. would think that he would have gained a, a larger power of a position of power um, through that. I yeah, mean, but I guess look, it has to be look nice. Don't get me wrong. Very nice. Beautiful. So house. many, so many dead goats or Lots rams goats. or what Lots have you. Yeah, a lot of Which goats. Which you would expect um, in a Satanist house. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I would say you're right. But I also was kind of thinking, what could he do that he can still pull this off? Sure. You know what? What better way is than to be you know in charge of crime? Yeah. You know, or pre- crime prevent. Which, by the way, wouldn't you think for how bad the murder rate was in there that he would have lost his job, or somebody would have tried to fire him? Uh, did he just kill people who well, would have tried to fire him? Apparently, by the flip side of that coin, is he was doing a great job in Sunnyvale because there was never yeah. any fucking crime. So right. So who's gonna complain? Some <laughs> shitty, you know, shady ciders. Nobody listens to fucking shady ciders. Like, who yeah, fucking cares about them. So, so yeah, I mean, tough. you know, the yeah. thing of it is, though, you when you have a movie that is going out of its way to keep you keep your thoughts away from who the heavy is. Yeah, they have to make it somebody nondescript, somebody. And let's face it, this guy who plays Nick Good is nondescript. He's not yeah. a handsome man he's not a leading man look he's just kind of like a whatever and right kudos to them that's what i thought of him through the whole fucking thing i was like sure. oh you know typical typical horror movie cop doesn't believe kids whatever he's just a right he's a whatever you know a little interesting that he slipped the note to see berman that things were happening but still i was just like okay they well they explained that in 78 he was there so he saw it happened and but still i never it never dawned on me until they flipped the script until they let you know that he was the fucking, it never, never once did I even put it at his feet until they actually did it. Yeah. I guess, you know, just again, knowing that certain characters went back to 1666, I guess knowing that to be a factor and that there's multiple goods, I was like, well, they have to be involved in some point. So I kind of kept my eye on that going through but I also thought maybe there was more to it, yep. especially because one of the things that we did discuss was, are all these characters, because they all go back, are they all connected like genetically uh, you know, to this one event 
this initial are they part of the founding families of this town or something right i found myself um, asking that and 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 i'm still not really sure if i i don't think so no it I was think just it would have made it a little more overt just yeah, seeing through exactly. diana's eyes so she used the characters that she knew like exactly but 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 you're i had the same thing at first i'm like okay the widow and mrs lane actually related but then i realized later right. on i'm like no diana's just using the faces she knows as she's uh seeing you know the the, the past history so yeah I, yeah, I see what you're saying there. <clears throat> so, but I guess uh, when I mentioned the Nick Good thing, part of me is like, does he fit at the end when it matters most? Like, I, I I've had issues like, say for instance, Scream does a lot of this kind of like who done it until the end because you're uncovering a mask where it's a real person. Yeah, it's not some you know satanic thing. It's not you know uh you know like a Jason where he can't die or, you know, Michael Myers is kind of like a demon version of a human. So it's not any of that stuff. It's just a person conducting their business. And, you know, Nick good here, you know, when, when you see him, you know, kind of running for his life and then, you know, hiding out in this thing that his family has created and everything else, when he's speechifying, did you feel like he nailed it? Or like, did you feel like, this this, no, this particular I, I part don't. is a little weak. I don't. I, I I'll agree. I'll, if that's where you're going, I'll agree with you. If you, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but no, I don't think, I don't think he did. Uh, I think his character in 1666 did far better than he did. I believe so too. Yeah. Um, and because his character in 1666 did, and it had the same face, I was yeah, I, I was okay. Even though you think works, yeah, that that's to me what made it work. If it wasn't, if that connection wasn't there, if it was played by somebody else who was just, you know, it was known that it was his relative, but it was somebody completely different, then I think sure. I think the Nick Good part of '94 would have fell a little flat. Um, right. But I think because he did such a strong job in 1666 that it carried over for me. Yeah, and, and that's the interesting part too is that. He has all these things at his disposal to kind of, you know, have these henchmen go after the people who he truly needs to go. Yep. But kind of people finding out his secret is a little bit new. So you're kind of seeing him on the hunt a little bit more. And which is uh, the really the, the main difference between the three movies here where you're seeing him take a proactive approach. And that's why I wanted him to be. Maybe turn up the juice just a little bit. A little more just badass. To be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a little more menacing, mm-hmm. maybe a little more you know, intense. But he also has to ride that line with somebody else who I wanted to bring up, which was C. Berman. Yep. And, you know, so their connection, I like the flashbacks. I like that, you know, she's kind of, you know, running through the motions of what we saw in 1978 while also being confronted with this kind of the first time. But it seems like they've kept up a relationship of sorts over the years. So I don't know. I, I, I wanted a little bit more from her, too, because as the movie progresses, her her kind of moment with him, the, the Carrie moment, mm-hmm. didn't feel like revenge or kind of this knowing kind of like you betrayed me. Yeah. I thought you were a good guy kind of a moment. It was just a, I'm going to wink at you and then I'm going to get you killed mm-hmm. so I, I wished for more out of that before dina gets the moment at the end end yeah i could have i i could have done with more of that as well um you know the the carry bucket was was good um yeah you know because they had done back. it yep they had done it together yep. 
so it was good but there could have there could have been some words there there could have been more discussion exactly what you said you know how could you you know you were there anything like you know she didn't even have a good pushback on dina for being like oh so you saw you had a vision that the good family is into witchcraft and and Just has kinda... done this satanic exchange to make a power play yeah oh really <laughs> you mean the good guy that saved my life you know like she didn't even push back no really, so. she, she bought it right away yeah she was like oh all right, I got. I guess we got to kill this guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so bought right yeah. into it and all the plan and everything. Like, yeah, she kind of had a sour puss on. Right, this kind of maybe. Uh, right, and Martin you know, was just like, "Oh, more. we got to kill a cop." All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. I loved his addition, start to finish on yeah. that. So no, but you're yeah. you're you're right. That that um, like I said, I disagree a little on the on the Nick Good because I I, I think that his the carryover from his role in 1666 was was strong enough. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. But I do agree with you that I could have done with a little more shock, anger out of C. Berman towards him um, at some point. Uh, you yeah, know, and I realized for a moment. I realized but... this is you know it was almost two hours long, right? It was it was close to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, maybe there was, and they cut some. I don't know. Um, could have been, but it would it would surprise me if there wasn't originally. You know, it would surprise me if the writers didn't have more in there for that. So I, I would think that something was planned and and just didn't make it into the into the final film. Well, especially because she's one one of, if not the most recognizable actors in the whole thing. Right. And now maybe again, maybe because the movie's not about her, but man, was the the initial trailer stuff very heavy on her as being this mm-hmm. very pivotal character. Now again, she is, but. She should have gotten her moment for that then. Right. Um, so I, I wanted a little bit more there. But like I said, I, that doesn't derail the movie or anything for me. Um, I just wanted to kind of just for her sake, the character's sake to really yeah. have that turn into it. But yeah, other than that, I, I didn't have a ton of uh, things. I, I, I do want to kind of do our lingering question update and maybe we can kind of sift through some other things the, there. The ones I can think of and, and I was trying to think of them as I was watching. Sure. I think I only have one lingering question, and again, maybe it's a I'm an idiot moment, and, and <laughs> which is possible. You know, I sure. didn't I didn't know until what two and a half minutes ago that he wasn't the fucking chief of police of Sunnyvale. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. You know, I still, and I'll bring it up now, and then we can talk about the rest of the, uh, you know, if there are any other moments that were not wrapped up. Um, sure. I still don't, I still don't get why everybody was getting nosebleeds. Yeah, I was a little mixed on that. I right. think it's just I get a connection. The thing. I understand that right. they needed the blood or something to touch, you know, or what they thought the curse was. The blood gets on the bones, but it yeah. just seems like a lot of people getting a nosebleed at a at a at a very <laughs> opportune time, yeah, opportune yeah. or a very bad time, depending on which way you look at it. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just, oops, you know, I'm over bones. Whoops, my nose is bleeding. Sure. Um, and only to very specific characters that were strongly attached. Yeah. Now, now I don't again, maybe that means more that we don't know that they're teasing because, again, this movie ends on a cliffhanger ish right. type thing. Right. So maybe they do have more to this story and they have it go forward. So but, it wasn't answered, though. I'm not an idiot. I don't okay. think so. Maybe because if, I mean, if you're listening at home and you know why. Just comment somewhere, tweet, tweet the nomcast or comment on Facebook and let them know, because I'm really 
really would love to know if we know why this nosebleeds happened. Well, so it was only the two female leads, yes. right? Yes. So I again I think maybe if 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 we're maybe playing the game, it's like maybe they just have a stronger connection maybe. somehow. Maybe uh you know, again, but it it's mostly speculation to your point. Right. So here, we'll do a few uh, some of them we kind of already answered. Uh, is there an active witch cult? Kind of. It's just a good family. Right. Um, is it, but is wow. it the good family or is it just right. good? Well, what I mean by that is that's what that I, it's that's the what passed saying, down like, generation, right. generationally from Solomon all the way to right. Nick. Right. So that's what I meant by that. Yeah. But yeah, let's, uh, I don't know about the brother and that's, that's really he claimed in the little question. news clip that he was so surprised. He didn't know anything, what, what else yeah. is he going to fucking say? Right. I mean, exactly. Yeah. He's going to be like, no, no, no. That was me too. I want credit for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a serial yeah, killer. I've been killing people since way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Yep. He's like, listen, I'm mayor. Don't I also have to be the power hungry jerk here? Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Also, uh, why didn't see Berman kill anyone after, she came back to life uh, in the same way that Sam did. I think that was answered because Nick Good has the power. So if he has the power and he has a crush on her and kind of, you know, Left he'll her alone. not put her on the list, yep. then she doesn't get, you know, into that same state that Sam was. Uh, yeah, we talked about the Descendants thing. Uh, it's just a vision really mm -hmm. and and part of the the good power grab we don't know about anybody else's true connection um i'll save one for a second let me get to the kind of the things we found out anyway sarah fear's friends moved the body and carved her name on the lock so some of the things that <laughs> this I was has been bothering you for so long yes. yeah i was like oh okay yeah, yeah all right fine it's kind of like a grave marker in a sense so in 1666 um, they also only buried somebody fucking six inches down yeah real weak job real weak job yeah. I, again come on guys yeah, stuff can shift but that's still you know yeah. what are we talking a few inches come on dig the no hole big deal dig the fucking yeah. hole um, your favorite thing that you picked up on was the flies. We kind of got an answer to why the flies, you know, it's between starting in 1666 with the eyes that were torn out of the children oh. are kind of in a pile of that. And then it turns into anything kind of satanic created collected, you know, it right. turns into the formation of the goop, which the goop equals flies, I guess. So yeah. that's kind of a, a, a thing there. Um, two characters that were kind of like, MIA, but kind of important, you know, teased upon were Dina's dad and the queen of air and darkness. So I'll start with Dina's dad mm -hmm. because I think it's the most fun story, I guess. Why is he a drunk loser? We don't know anything really. He did. He go to camp Nightwing. It doesn't look like it. He wasn't tied to George fear or as, as far as we could tell, uh, he wasn't tied to anything, okay. but Larry yep. curious, your opinion on this one. So at the end, end of the movie, Still don't see the dad, even though the kids are home again and they got to go to school and everything else. Yep. There's a post-it note on the wall that says he got a job interview and to wish him luck. So he went from like drunk loser, like mm -hmm. always working, whatever, not around to, hey, I got a job interview. Talk to you guys soon. So he seems in better spirits. Yep. A quick turnaround. Now, is that because Shady Side was lifted from the curse? Or is that because, as we saw in the stinger of this movie, someone grabbed the book of witchcraft at the very end? Did Dina's dad take the book? I I have a 
a short list of people who could have taken that book. Um, yeah. And it's a list, you know, it's a question that I'm, I'm pretty sure we're probably going to have answered at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have Dina's dad on there and that's a good fucking addition to the list, man. Yeah. Hey man, if you need your life turned around when you're a drunk loser, <laughs> the demonic book is going to help. <laughs> yeah. It can yeah. make, Especially it can make you the chief of Sunnyvale police. <laughs> yeah. And who, who would suspect, you know, from your kids who solve the, the riddle here solve the mystery yeah they're gonna they're gonna suspect you someone on the inside i don't know right so if they do go forward which we'll talk about that in a second that's that's an interesting that is play. interesting that is interesting. i also would think it's you know obviously mayor good or possibility on my that some, one's on my list i also had the thought of um so that was a crime scene who led them down there how do we not have more questions what's going on there so but i know that why did they of, leave once, it in the first place Right. Why yeah, wouldn't you exactly like like it's evidence? You bury, bag it and take it. Or no, the kids bury that fucking thing. That too. Burn, I thought to that when they were walking out. Do yeah. something. Get that yeah. out of there. You don't leave that. There's a direct, bury it. Do more any, than six inches. Yeah, more than six inches down. Bury it with fucking Sarah, Sarah Freer's fucking uh, body. You know, but deeper, just deeper. Like yes. Yeah. God damn it, kids, do something. You did all. You figured all this out, but you didn't figure out to get rid of the fucking book. Yeah, that's, that's the that's book that's been the, the yeah it's the book that's been the the reason for all of this all along. You're just yeah. like ah fuck it, we're gonna leave that here. No, Is it, a, at least they could have made it cartoonish, like the Necronomicon over the Evil Dead stuff, right, where it's like human it flesh, like, like a nose on it. Like. Yeah, yeah, sure. <sighs> you know, and and see how it gets passed around from yeah, that's from time to time. Um, and then the Queen of Air and Darkness thing, uh, you know, that was made a big deal in part one where Josh has someone to connect with about these stories and everything else. Yep. Um, and she turns out to just be Teenager, a nerdy skinny. kid who has uh, the future of Apple iPods she's, in her brain. She's figured it out. She's obviously related to uh, uh, Steve Jobs or something. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But she's got it figured out. She's an interesting character, though. I still think there's more. She's on my list. She's on my short list. I would. I was yeah. gonna say she should be on the list. She's on my short list. I, I have... For someone who made a lot of, they made a lot of hay about, and then did nothing about. You figured those people, which is, might pay off later. Yeah, which is why I put her on. I'm later. like, right. she's really fucking smart. Obviously, you know, she's really smart. Um, you know, she was kind of a big deal, and they didn't really do much with her. I'm right. like, this is a possibility. I put her on my list. We've already uh, mentioned uh, the mayor, and I might as well. I had the third. Um, I'll give you my third, which I think is kind of a strong possibility. But they make it seem strong, which makes me think that they're fucking with me. And it's uh, Mrs. Lane. You know, see, mm, see, see. Sure. Berman goes back and gives her. Don't you remember in '78? Yeah, her the book, book yeah. had the mm -hmm. demon shit in it. Yeah. So she must have copied that from the original book. So, and call. she goes back and gives it to her at the end of uh, 94B. Right. So is it her that is like, well, the book must still be down there. I'll fucking go snatch that up. And, right. you know, because obviously she's not she probably hasn't been right since was it? She was she was in, in a mental institution right after trying to kill. Uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah. From Camp Nightwing. Yeah. For, yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, so but that's I'm, too I'm, easy. I'm this that's way. too easy, though, I think. I think a that's little bit. Although she could have the angle of, you know, the curse was keeping my daughter alive, 
And then she can kind of be like, uh, you know, I want to bring her back or maybe now I can fix the problem. Oh that type of thing. Yeah. You know, bring her back, but like in a good, positive way. Right. You know, you know, Satan's positive track. Yeah. That he yeah. Has. Nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Dina's dad thing, though. I'll, I'll add that to my list. I think that's, uh, that's it's so weird that we get literally nothing. Right. Right. So it's got to be even somewhere. in, He's even in Scream. We got uh we got her dad at the end in the fucking yeah, closet, yeah. like <laughs> you yeah, know. Exactly. So yeah. I was expecting something. You're right. I was expecting him to pop up, like at least for the last scene somehow. Like, yeah. You know? And Nick Good's dropping him notes. Right. Why? Right. So uh, all that was tough. Um, a few uh stuff that isn't like crazy plot stuff that I just wanted to to mention that were very good. Um. The B. Dalton cage getting stuck was a solid callback Amazing. to like, things like that. There were a lot of those little things yeah. in the mall that I appreciated. Yeah. Um, and even stuff like the pseudo Fear Street books being an armor for, <laughs> yep. for Dina. And, and that was kind of a callback, too. Yep. So a few of those things I really admired. Yeah. I thought this the one thing that I've admired um, admired about all three of these movies and kind of how everything has been put together is vision. The vision that is done, and that's what you get with the continuity of writing mm-hmm. and directing and really just seeing something through. This is a labor of love. I, I mentioned it in the in the non-spoiler part. Lee Janiak had a real sense of what she wanted to do with this. So incredible stuff, and I, I think they, they pulled it off. And there, there's a lot to love here. Yeah. And, and so this leads me to the final question larry we had we had talked about this at the end of last week's episode yet in if they bring a trilogy back with these characters again or would you want have something like kind of like how american horror stories is where like each time it's something new that's a tough one man because i i think it's tougher now it is tougher now now. that we know everything it is tougher now because you were against it to start yeah yeah and i think putting me on the spot i think i'm still gonna be against it i'd like to see something fresh um same yeah i'd like but then i do want to see who took that book uh but you can do that and you you can do that in a new story you can do that because it doesn't have to be somebody from this town necessarily yeah so you can i god damn it i want to see who took that book (laughs) (laughs) but i i think i think i think i'd have to say i'd I'd like to see a new story i'd like to see give me a new trilogy uh based on some more of these um some more of these novels it's gonna be hard for me not to read these books now um yeah i kind of want to see what they're like because one of the things we were talking about and i still see it from time to time in the uh in the reviews from either people or or critics where they say you know there there's not a big connection to the books it's kind of like not even like really an essence of things or whatever it's kind of just a way to to kind of do this Mm -hmm. you know to make this trilogy work to have that age level um and everything else and it's kind of more of an ip decision more than actually combing through the books and being like oh i found this you know type of thing it doesn't have the spirit of it uh some people say yeah but what's funny is that some people are like, yeah, but Stranger Things got it and they didn't. I'm like, really? Um, so, it's like, and again, Stranger Things wasn't based off of like a popular book right. thing. But I think as far as like influences and things like that, people are like, oh, clearly, you know, with Stranger Things, it's a it's a Stephen King, uh, you know, m- amalgamation of a lot of Stephen King materials sure. and things like that, where you could say that. 
This one, you know, each movie has some of its own movie references and then the carry through, you know, Mm -hmm. you can trace back to King. You can trace back to, you know, like we were saying, the It Kids and things like that or Stand By Me-ish type stories when it's that age level. But, you know, I don't know. I didn't feel like I cared enough either, but I'm sure there are people out there who cared. R.L. Stein doesn't care. I'll put it that way. He was on set. He was like, oh, people care about me again. This is yeah, awesome. Like, Do whatever the fuck yeah. you guys want as long as my my name's on it. I'm cool. Yeah. He's like, no one said the word goosebumps in 20 yeah, years. Yeah. He's like, where's alone. my check? Uh, Give me the fuck. What, where's my fucking check? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what about you? Would you want to see, you know, I mean, there's, there's a few different ways. Would you want to see something with these kids? Mm. Or would you want to see something still kind of in this story, but maybe like a Ruby Lane story or, you know, one of the other, the milkman, one of the other characters we don't know much about or something completely, completely different, like Newtown. Like, so even though I like what they did with those villains, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's enough on the bone there to give me a whole other movie, let alone a trilogy. Right, right. So to me... And the tough part here with bringing the the pieces back for this, so somebody gets the book, they're going to do the exact same thing. How repetitive is that going to be? And also, you know where, you know, the original stuff derived from. So, Mm -hmm. you know, not many people are going to have these secret witch basements or whatever (laughs) that they have. So I'm sure it'll be pretty obvious, like, oh, who just started getting their comeuppance right right we know the formula now so it, i don't know if it'll be too easy mm-hmm. uh to do or or maybe it'll only be one movie it's not a full trilogy you know that makes sense right but now that you've kind of come out with this formula of a built-in trilogy and stream and and, and netflix seeing the dividends yeah. here because one of the things we haven't talked about yet is how successful was this pretty successful yeah it seems i mean it. I saw, I think at one point, especially once the first two were released, there was always a time where one or both of those movies was in the top 10. And it was fighting up against a lot of stuff. I'll, I'll save my uh, my uh, uh, <laughs> Netflix uh, issues aside because I think they've been just flooding so much content that yeah. if anything hurt this movie, it was... There's too much stuff. Of content. Yeah. Okay. That's it's fair. Too much stuff. It gets a little lost. It's it's the opposite of the Disney Plus thing, where it's like, oh, we have Loki. Right. Do you, do you not want Loki? Okay, then you're like a ten year old who's gonna watch this Pixar movie, and even then they put like weeks of distance or months. Right. Or uh, you can it. watch this 1970s Spider Man cartoon. Right. Whatever. Exactly. Whatever. With, <laughs> or you can watch the Rocketeer again. Me. Yeah. Um, so that's fine too. So. The options are different, sure. and sometimes the clutter gets in the way because they're trying to, you know, just fill it up, right. you know, so playing a volume game. So sometimes that gets in the way. And but this one, I think, because it's three, it pops up multiple times in the top ten. So now people go when they see it the first time, maybe they go, "Ah, oh, I wonder if that's good." The second time, when both of them are in the top ten, it's like, "Oh, these are pretty popular, huh?" Yeah. And then so then they play catch up, and then they end up watching all three, and then the the hours and hours and hours build up and and now you have a hit so i think that's a smart idea a smart play and it would be hard for them to just do one to come back if they're going to do it right so right which that that you know makes it tough yeah by the way i have uh some new merch possibilities for you larry oh uh, i'm gonna possibly do the uh 
suck it good t-shirts or the good is evil merch i have both of those on the brain got them. any of the any of those uh things they kind of put like the taunting stuff yeah. or, or or any of that in the mall i think is fair game i'm gonna start the buttons and the stickers and i'm gonna bring them to uh connecticut horror fest to, to bring them down to pass around yeah yeah <laughs> bring them on down yeah suck it good is the first thing i'm gonna give it to you <laughs> awesome but overall, you think this worked? Yeah, I do. Totally. Um, you know, like I, like I said, after after 1994A, I'm still going to call them A and B. Uh, yeah. You know, I was I was ready for the, the other one, but I, I wasn't 100% on board. After 78, I was on board. And now I'm like, now, I, I'm, honestly, if they put these out on Blu-ray, I will own them. I will own this set. So R.L. Stein posted like this image of like kind of like a collection looking thing yep. on his Twitter. And I was like, is that a real thing? Because like kind of I kind of want to look into that yeah. if they do some kind of version of that. I'd be into it. I'll take it. And and especially like the, the artwork has been cool on some of the posters. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of like I don't know if you saw them online where some people are making uh, kind of mock. Oh, um, I haven't seen any mock Fear Street covers. Yeah uh with the real characters and putting them in oh cool so those are kind of cool too with yeah. that old uh you know drawn look yeah so i'm into a lot of that stuff man that would be pretty cool um so i, I i'm all about merch i guess at the Same. end of the day larry if, if it doesn't make me want to buy a toy or a poster you probably sucked at your job and this one did a pretty good job so yeah. i will say that's good one thing uh for you too sir i i'm it's like, oh, man, we've had Larry on the last three weeks. Like, you know, w- when are we going to see him again? When are we going to do anything? Netflix is loading up with horror. I've Have heard you, that. like, noticed? I've heard uh, that. Um, yeah. What's the – I can't remember the name, but I got two the people – censor one? Nope. Uh, I got that... two people texting me the other day, you got to watch this. It's on my list. Oh, so, stuff that's already out. Something okay, so, well, the, so in between our conversations the last three weeks, yeah. a classic horror story that's the one, yeah. uh, it, it came out on Netflix that kind of is a throwback. I think it's an Italian horror I movie. Think, yeah, I think so. Um, so that one has been on my queue. Haven't gotten there yet. And then uh, Blood Red Sky, the the vampires on a plane, yep. as we were talking about it, that, that German-American uh, production comes out I want to say Friday. Oh my God! Already. So you got okay. that, and yeah, and then uh, we missed our conversation about uh, Ghost Lab, and there were a few other ones that we had previewed that came out already too. Um, and then uh, what else? Uh, there's something else I'm forgetting, uh, but definitely there's more horror that we went over in that horror preview yep. not too long ago that hasn't even been announced or coming out. So we're gonna be flooded, I think, again in October. So yeah, you know. I'm yeah, here. We got. Uh, I know. So yeah, I was like, "Oh man, Larry's yep. gonna be Larry's gonna bombarded. be busy. Larry's gonna, gonna be, be knocking busy. at your door, man." Yeah, yeah. Uh, John from the Pint's gonna be calling you up, being like, "Get Larry off your damn show." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my scary Larry. Which, by the way, that just came out. You and uh, on there doing Tusk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, for the scary Larry's pint of horrors, I yeah. you know some sometimes uh, sometimes I really love the people who vote. I was so happy that they that they. Uh, <laughs> and not so much that uh i get to talk about it but just that these guys have to watch it <laughs> yeah yeah sure I'm like you guys need to watch this fucking thing like there's some some movies that i make them watch and they're just like what are you doing like the greasy strangler they're like what are you doing to me yeah that was <laughs> a bit over the top <laughs> but uh yeah if people voted for uh for tusk and and we got to talk about it um 
uh, last week or the week before, and John put it out, and it's a it's a good episode. It's a it's Tusk is a fun watch, uh, even if you're not a Kevin Smith fan. Um, it's for sure. It's got some. It's got some uh, questions, especially parts. late stage Kevin Smith. Yeah. That's probably one of the better ones for sure. Right, definitely. Uh, speaking of Kevin Smith, big news today, right? Clerks three, Greenlit. Clerks three, going. yeah, it's on, yeah. it's on its way. For they've been talking about it for like fifteen years. Long time, and Lionsgate finally gave him his money. That's yep. good. Yeah, I'm glad that wasn't like some kind of like fan raised money thing or anything. Yeah, that they actually did it legit. That's awesome. Same here for him. And the fact uh, you have. Bigger news too. You have, uh, I think you had at least one, if not multiple, announcements uh, for Connecticut Horror Fest since we were doing this that we haven't put out in the air. But if you want to talk about, uh, did that VIP breakfast thing sell out yet? That, that or... sold out in one hour. One hour. One hour. Amazing. Yeah. Which doesn't shock me. Uh, that was Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard yep. uh, for a breakfast thing. Who wouldn't right? want to have breakfast with Skeet and Matt? Come on. I know. You know especially That's amazing. Here we are, you know, I mean, fuck, Scream, Fear Street, it all goes hand in hand. So yeah. uh yeah, we we put out the um the the breakfast with those two as part of a VIP uh ticket and people snatched it. And like I mean angry angry emails afterward. You need to put more no, we can't. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> this is limited for a reason. Like you know, we like yes. to keep it very intimate. That's the whole point of it. We we'll keep it very intimate. Um, everybody gets to talk with them and chat with them, have breakfast with them. How often you get to have yeah. a muffin with fucking Skeet Ulrich? You know, I mean, it's <laughs> exactly. fantastic. Um, and since we've announced a few more since then, I think Jake the Snake was after our last episode. Yeah, we, I don't know if we talked about that one, but yeah, I I think we did bring that up okay. last week. The one that I was thinking was uh Rachel. to me, she'll be Mary Jane from uh, Half Baked, but uh <laughs> Rachel True, yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh I've actually never met her, but I hear she's fantastic. I hear she's just a great person. She seems like a doll. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, most people will know her from the, the craft, craft uh, but sure. you, of course, know her from Half Baked. Um, yeah. And some people will know her from Sharknado, too. But whatever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's uh, she's great. She's a welcome addition. Um, and we still have some more coming up. So just, you know, nice. pay attention to CTHorror.com. And we've got uh, we're working on one um, one 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 good one. Hopefully it comes through. I don't want to spoil anything, but. Just pay awesome, attention man. and you'll see it. Yeah, I've been excited, man. All those all those news drops, man. I've been real excited. And for anyone who wants to know what the next one is, if they want to do it early, there is a Patreon, yep. right, for Connecticut Horror Fest that they can get all that news early. Yeah. And especially, obviously, the VIP breakfast stuff. People are probably very happy if you're a Patreon uh, subscriber for that one. Yeah, so, we were nervous. Yeah. Uh, that only patreons were going to get the vip we we're like oh shit <laughs> right <laughs> but it worked out it worked out not uh not and i think it's probably because all the patreons didn't get the email in time or something they didn't right check their email quick enough but uh yeah, yeah the patreon subscribers get um get announcements and info like that like i think a day in advance which is cool um and gets them access to stuff like that vip breakfast a day in advance or actually with that it was an hour in advance we couldn't give right them, couldn't give them too much of a jump we had to <laughs> had to save some of the love for other people want to have a muffin with skeet you know exactly <laughs> <laughs> well that's all terrific man i am so looking forward to it 
uh, uh congratulations on all those gets um and do you have anything else to plug or are we uh now we're, we're good. gonna say goodbye to fear street it's, finally yeah a little sad a little sad about I know. it but uh, i know it's just been fun but like i said dude if they put out if they put out blu-ray of all three i will revisit very soon i'll, I'll revisit i'll be happy yeah i'll be happy and to go I'll back t- to fear street exactly and i'll talk to jordan see if she can uh, sign it for you too awesome <laughs> all right thanks larry for doing this. this has been great thank you man i appreciate it i had a great time 